Hi, and welcome to the Saxophone Academy podcast. I'm Dr. Wally Wallace. And I'm Dr. Susan Fancher. And today, Dr. Sue, we are covering... Learning the impossible. The impossible? The impossible. Well, by definition, we can't because it's impossible. That's true. Well, we'll figure that out together. Hope you enjoy (laughs) the episode. So, Sue? Yes, Wally. It's uh, February. It's February. I have to pronounce it like that, otherwise I can't spell it. February. You know, I know (laughs) someone that I used to think was very smart, and they couldn't spell the word repetition. Oh, that's silly. Who was that about 90 seconds ago? I don't know. And and she's like, is this right? I don't know. I'll have to Google it. I have to to Google spelling repetition. Repetition. In February. February. Yeah. That's a hard word to say, actually. It is, which is why I don't just say love month. Yeah. yeah, happy Valentine's Day almost. Yeah, my students are uh, are learning uh, this month. Uh, my monthly module is There Is No Greater Love. Aww. Because obviously we're going to do something with the, the theme of love. Well, of course. Last year was What Is This Thing Called Love? What Is This Thing Called Love? Yeah, so yep. this week. Okay. Yeah, so the, every every February for as long as I keep the academy open, it's going to be love theme. Which luckily the jazz, the, the jazz standards, you know. Oh, there's so of, much to choose from. <laughs> so much to choose from. Our love is here to stay. I mean, go on and on and on. On and on and on, yeah. <laughs> So we had a we had a fun uh, uh, idea um, because sometimes you ever practicing and, yeah. you, and you're just like you know what I, I'm not gonna play this saxophone anymore I'm gonna go to the pawn shop I'm gonna sell this thing yep. because I just I give up because we we run into the impossible what is the impossible for you what is that thing that you're just like I'll never be able to play this I can't think of like any particular thing but there are some measures in many pieces that mm-hmm. I play that are like, oh, they're just impossible. There are a couple of measures in Mark Engelbretson's Soprano Sax Concerto that, uh so many hours spent trying to play those impossible licks. Like most of the piece you can get down in, you know, 10, 20 hours of practice. But- <laughs> A mere 20 hours. A mere 20 hours of your right. life that you'll never get back. But there are a few bars that even when you just practice as much as you can, you get to- the stage and you're like, well, I hope I get it. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes I think like, you know what? I don't think this is a very good piece of music anyway. <laughs> I've had pieces like where like, yeah, I didn't want to play this anyway. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. That's a dumb lick anyway. <laughs> and, and honestly, there's a lot of the, the the kind of Paris Conservatory French mid-century repertoire where it's like, oh, this is just hard for the sake of being hard. You know, like your, your Pascal <laughs> you Sonatine yeah. or your Boutry or, you know what I mean? Where it's just like really technically booger some, but it's supposed to sound light and easy. But you know, it, if you think about it in our in our classical standard rep, almost every piece has one or two bars that are the same bars that everybody, everybody struggles with. And when you're listening to a performance, if you're a saxophone player, you know, even the Crescent Sonata, you're listening, you know there are those those couple of licks that... The, yeah, exactly. the falling thirds. And- yes, the thirds to start up in the palm keys. And so I think when we're talking about these impossible things, that's what we're talking about. Right. These like handful of really gnarly licks that happen in virtually every piece. <laughs> right. And if we're not careful, I, I, there's something I didn't, um, I don't think I, I don't know who I stole this from, but did not think of things as difficult, but simply unfamiliar. Because if yeah. you label it, you know, so I'm reading. Um, yeah, I'm reading a great sense. series of books, and if and if you're reading these or have read them, uh, the Dresden Files. It's about a. It, they're very kind of like 
they're, they're cheesy. I'm not going to lie. Okay. But I'm having a great time. It's a wizard for high. So it's like the normal world, but there's a oh. wizard. And he's like a private detective consultant, right? But in this world, if you know something's true name, you have power over it. And I kind of feel that way with if we label something, this is hard. This is easy. This is whatever. So I find if we say, yeah. oh, that's a really hard lick, then we, you know, then it yeah. defines how we view it. And then sure enough, crash and burn time in the performance. Yeah. So if we quit thinking about certain things as difficult and simply unfamiliar, I think that that, that can be helpful. But yeah. so some of these, what are some of these moments for you, these hard, so we mentioned like the moment in the Crescent Sonata. Sure, yeah. What's another one? Oh, geez. Well, <laughs> I'm working on Mark Engelbretson's dual contretante right now. And there are a couple of licks that just, I can't tell you the bar numbers or anything about a couple right. of these licks that just fly up into the altissimo really. I've played that piece. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yep. That is incredibly yeah, difficult. They're just difficult. Yeah. I remember working on the, uh, the Yoshimatsu. Yoshimatsu, the Fuzzy Bird Sonata. Right. And there's a, there's a couple of like 16th runs that go into the altissimo. Yep. And you know, whiz kids today, they're they're playing. Oh, I know it. Well that's whiz yeah. Kids. Well, what about some of the moments in the prelude cadence finale, the doesn't Oh yeah. Yeah, there are some some licks in the Well the the, the final Yeah, exactly. So there's moments like that in all these pieces in the jazz world, there are moments like this, like Oh yeah. The bridge to all the things you are when it goes to like I'm always thinking you know, like a two five in in um was it alto key of D? It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. like these alien keys. Yeah. You know, I think like, oh, I don't have any language under my fingers. Right. And so like, who liked that tune anyway? Not me. <laughs> Can we just transpose so it down? All kinds of music have, have these moments. Yeah. That's actually a good idea. Just Transcribe change. solos of jazz. Jazz oh, players, right. if you're working on Charlie Parker, Omnibook stuff, I mean, they're, mm. uh, and wow. They're, yeah, they're very <laughs> There are some hard licks. Yeah, there are. So how do we, we've, we've got four, four, four strategies. Yes. And, but this is assuming, yes. so we we're, I think we should joke and say like, all right, so to play the hard things, slow it down. Slow and, it down and repeat them. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, I'll right. see you next week. <laughs> so assuming, this is under the assumption that you've, that you are just doing the basics of slowing it down and repeating. Yeah. But then you still hit the brick wall. How do you get yeah. through that? So- what is a is a strategy you like to employ to get the impossible measures? Well, one strategy is what we've talked about before called rhythmic hacking. I call it rhythmic hacking. You call it rhythmic hacking. I, I have coined love the term. that. Yeah. I always called it like jagged or dotted rhythms, but rhythmic yeah. hacking is, okay. is really so great. So say we've got a line of 16 things yeah. and it goes one and a two and a three and a four and a one. Say there was a... And it's, or let's take the da, 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 yo, 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 yo. <laughs> it's falling thirds, and I think in B flat, it doesn't matter. I'll take yeah. your word for yeah, it. Okay. So, so say like you just got to that point, yeah. and you're crashing and burning. A line, let's take a line of 16th notes. How do we employ rhythmic hacking that I named? Yes, that you named is great. You should trademark it there, Wally. Well, so instead Bye, of Wally. playing da da dee da dee da dee da dee da dee da dee, which you, of course you've you've done that already. You've slowed it down. You've yeah. repeated it because that's you're still that's crashing the first and thing we do, you know, to learn licks. But you're still crashing and burning. You're like, oh, it's just not sticking in my head. So if you use these kind of dotted rhythms, which we call rhythmic hacking. We just got to keep emphasizing. Rhythmic hacking. That's a really cool thing to call. Yeah, yeah. You know, instead of doing da-da-dee-da, you go da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I don't know why this works. Somebody who has more knowledge of psychology and how the brain works can Which would be literally it. anyone. 
Yeah. <laughs> I can't say I'm kidding. No, exactly. But there's must be something to the fact that you kind of start and you give the brain a minute or stop and give the, you know, start and stop and give the brain a minute. So da, 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 da. And you go really fast with the two notes that you do mm-hmm. fast, but then you get a little pause so the brain can kind of process, process everything. Yeah. And then you can reverse it. Da, da, dee, da, dee, da, dee, da. Right. So the, the why and how it works, number one is kind of scrambling the brain. It's getting you out of your rut by creating change. That's helpful in a lot of ways. But we are doing the at tempo or faster than tempo interval. So at yeah. first, if we go one, a two, that, but ah, we've got the full tempo interval, but yeah. not all of the intervals. It's every other interval is at right. tempo. Right. So when we do the, I like to think of it as, if it's seen right now, it'd be a doubly dotted eight 30 second note. Da, yes. Ta-da. So it's not do, ba, do, ba, no, no, do, no, no. ba, do. It's got to be snappy. It ain't swing. Yeah. It's, like a, it's like a French <laughs> overture. Like uh, imagine, imagine this. It's uh, it's like uh, you know, 17th century. Yeah. You are Jean Baptiste Lully. Yeah. Okay. You got a powdered wig, <laughs> and a conducting staff. Oh, where you would literally pound. No, <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding. The yeah, staff. Like, don't hit yourself on the foot. the podium. <laughs> you smack your toe. <laughs> you get gangrene. Right. And you die. Yep. That's exactly. true. I know. So it. when I think of a French overture, <laughs> you have to think of Jean Baptiste Lully. And then you can't help but think of the most embarrassing obituary ever, <laughs> French composer and conductor that killed himself with a conducting staff and then refused to have his toe amputated. Hey, do you think that's the reason they don't hit it on the floor anymore? They use it in the air so they don't. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a little. <laughs> yeah, someone like to Google that. Yeah, the conductor is like, bro, don't lulee me. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. I think of like a French overture. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a French overture. It's a it's a very heavily weighted uh, front end rhythmically. So it's not yeah. boo ba do ba. It's not a triplet right. feel, not a swing. Right, not ba, ba, dum, ba, dum, ba, dum. Yeah. So do that first, then we reverse it, and then we have the Scottish snap. Yeah. But uh, now, have you ever had a beginning student or an even <laughs> student that even when you do, when you try to reverse it, they still make it a pickup? But uh, yeah, but, uh, oh, for sure. Yeah. So you got to put the, the fast interval on the beat. So yes. you start with a 30 second note. Yeah. But uh, but uh, but uh, but uh, yeah. this is like butter. Butter. It's but, uh, like butter. This is like butter. And then you can go dun, da da dun, dun. Da-da-dum. That's crazy Dum. talk. Dum. No. And, and then you get three fast notes in a row. Okay, I'm not even there yet. <laughs> no, no, no. So come on. I can't do that. We can't expect our listeners. I think they can handle it, Wally. I don't think they can. These are pretty smart people. Well, I'm not. So <laughs> Okay. The rhythmic hacking. So then we get the 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 first interval is normal speed. Or not the first interval. Yeah, the first da. Da-da. Then the next interval is fast. Then we reverse it. Bada. Yeah. We change the the which interval is fast. Yeah. And so we end up with these repetitions. We're getting every I- interval up to tempo or faster. Yeah. But we're just doing it little bits at a time. Yeah. Which is incredibly it, powerful. It is. And it's, it's so interesting. I remember the first time, you know, somebody showed me that. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, whatever. And then I tried it and I was like, whoa. Right. Why does this work? It's like... Um, I mean, are you, are you familiar with the magic erasers? Thing. Yes. Okay, it's a cleaning product. Yeah. And it's basically just a, it's a, uh, oh, what do you call that word when something is, it's like exfoliating, but not for your skin. It's uh, it's an abrasive. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just an abrasive server. But anyway, 
it, but it like, really works like, oh, is the thing that's so crazy about that. The magic razor. And I was like, I was describing, I was like, it's a sponge. But then I used it and I was like, oh, this changed my life. Right. It's an exactly. amazing cleaning product. That's so funny that yeah, you brought yeah. that up. I, mean, I was you, just cleaning cabinets last it, weekend. And, it's, and Mark said, hey, you want to... To just try this magic eraser. I'm like, well, nothing works on these stupid cabinets. You still don't an advertisement. I know exactly. We should make them <laughs> make yeah. them like support us. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yes, but the rhythmic hacking is kind of like a magic eraser for crappy technique. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it really. Is. It, I was. I remember like my wife bought these, and I was, I was like, why is it sixteen dollars for you know? Yeah, exactly. And then like I was like, and then like oh, because the pencil marks and crayon marks on the wall back when we <laughs> right. had toddlers from the small. Children, away. Yeah, yeah. 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 And those are these kind of magic things. <laughs> and then it got rid of like the the formula uh caked on stains on our floorboards from when the kids would drop their bottles when they're, you know, you right. know how it is as yeah. a parent. Yeah, yeah as and a parent. Really were, kids are messy. Rhythmic hacking is the close <laughs> to like that kind of like, oh, holy crud, that really yeah. works. And so it, it really works. And you don't believe it's going to work when you start doing your yeah, whatever. But you do it and then you know, then you can play your licks slowly and repeat them again and just come back and do it like in consecutive days. Um, but I mean, it's crazy. I just don't yeah. even, that's, I tell people, well, you always want it to my students. I'm, you you want a shortcut. You want the secret <laughs> to learning, you know, to right. play fast licks. And I'm tell, telling you that this rhythmic hacking, that's it. That is, that's the secret. Yeah, it really that's does it. work. And it so it's great. So in context, you might see, so let's take this, this 16th in line. We might yeah. play first slowly, make sure that, the notes are right. That's another like formula. Yeah, okay. As we're assuming that you're you're reinforcing the correct notes. Correct notes Don't play wrong notes. Oh man, there's a line <laughs> in the Avera concerto I learned wrong when I was in high school. Oh, and then yeah. years later when I was doing it for a concerto competition, I won. Um, but yeah, I had to relearn it. And <laughs> yeah. it was so hard. It it's was, so hard to change a mistake yeah. that you learned. That's when oh. I needed the magic eraser <laughs> to get inside my brain <laughs> and get rid of that part of my brain that would, yeah. So first you might play it slow and half tempo. One and two and three and four and one. Here's another little trick. I always like to land on the next beat to yes. make sure it lines up. So always land on the beat. Then we would do it. Let's sing it together. Ready, go. Da, 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 da. Then immediately, da, 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 da. Then like magic, ready and go. And da, 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 da. Yeah. I did too many. Yeah, yeah. And just like yeah. magic, you've added, no. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it really is. It's about as close to magic and cheating as you can get in yeah. technique. And you'll need to repeat that. It's not like once is going to do it. You'll yeah, have to repeat it, yeah, but it's, it's, it's going like, to help. It's, it's going to help a lot. It's not like bathing where you do it once and you're good to go. <laughs> Wally, one, I once got news a, for you. Once a quarter. <laughs> why, why are you sitting so far away from me, Sue? <laughs> yeah. So rhythmic hacking, it's yeah. about as close to magic as possible. All right. I'm really, look, it is. I have this all memorized, so I'm not turning to, to look no, at No, you're not going to look at yeah. your cheat sheet. Number two, <laughs> <laughs> to get the impossible thing. Yeah. And I like to, I, for me, it's my, uh, it's a dog food brand I'm going to start. <laughs> and this dog food brand is called Lil Chunks. Lil Chunks. <laughs> Bad name for a cereal, good name for a dog food. Yeah. So what do you mean by, by little chunks? Well, you know, so if you have a, sometimes you have a difficult lick that goes on for. Page like, and a half. <laughs> yeah, page and a half, exactly. Or at least like a few bars or something right. like that. Don't try to like rhythmic hack the whole eight bar 
run of 16th notes, you need to break it into little chunks. Little chunks. Yeah, little chunks. By Purina. <laughs> two, three beats, whatever you need to do. And then rhythmic hack the little piece. Do your slow repetition right. on the little piece. And then you can try to string these little pieces together. But if you, there's also, again, something about the way the brain works. If I start at the beginning of a two-bar passage that's like all 16th notes that don't lay super easy on, the, they're not just scales that I practice right. all the time. There's some other combination of notes you know, my brain is going to not remember by the time you get to the end what I did at the beginning, I think. It's just too right. much for your brain to take in. So you have to kind of chunk it, break it into little chunks. Little chunks. Little chunks. Little chunks. <laughs> We're so good at these little names. Little chunks. <laughs> little chunks. So have, make sure when you do your rhythm hacking, you're doing little chunks. <laughs> right, so little chunks. So don't try to do six bars of 16 right. notes. Do little chunks. Yep. And that's, I mean, that's true even when you're breaking down. Um, and here's another thing. So say we're doing a, a jazz standard. Yeah. And I had my students last month doing uh, Donnelly. Oh, and yeah. it ends with a, uh, and granted, we're, it's in a fairly comfortable key of uh, concert A flat, but it ends with a, a three dominant six, two, five. Okay. And so it's fast moving. And so people think, oh, God, I got to do the entire thing. Man, just break up the three six and land yeah. on the two. So even there, when we have like fast moving chords, you just do little chunks. Little chunks. Little chunks. Yeah. So maybe just work on the three to six. And then land on the two. So yeah. you're always getting there. And then, yeah, don't rhythmic hack uh, chord changes probably because that might be a little weird. But yeah, little chunks, even when you're dealing with something harmonically, just yeah. little bite-sized pieces for the brain. Yeah. Made out of horse meat. Focus on one little piece of horse meat. Little chunks. <laughs> no, yeah. that's not nice. Yeah. Not fit for human consumption. Oh, no. But no. Little chunks. So yeah. break it down. Or yeah. even, I think even then backing up this philosophically. So say you're learning a really challenging piece. Yeah. Do you start at the first page and work all the way to the end of the fifth page? Usually. <laughs> You're the worst co-host. I know. You're seriously my least favorite co-host I've ever had. I mean, you're my only? But Well, no, but I know that's not the right way to do it. It's to, you know, start. Well, if I'm learning a new piece, I will I will start at the beginning of the movement mm -hmm. and work on the first page. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong concert artist internationally recognized his adventure. And then when I've got that done, I'll work on the second page. Okay. But once I know it, you know, pretty well, like now I'm getting ready for a recital and I, I've played the pieces before. Yeah. I'm playing from top left to bottom right and then stopping and Okay, let's focusing. imagine you're not internationally recognized as a concert adventure. And you're one of I'm your- I'm a student. I'm one of my students. You're one of your students. Yeah. Uh, and you just handed them- uh, let's say the Glazunov Concerto right. yesterday in a lesson. I did this. Okay, great. A, a student just started it. Oh, it's so fun to like. Let's give them a shout out because they don't listen. Noah. Just, oh, Noah. Noah just Noah, started the Glazunov Concerto yesterday in his lesson. Noah, there comes a time in every young man's life <laughs> when it's time to look at some romantic music right. on the saxophone. So yes. as you're working on the Glazunov, I would like to impart some wisdom. <laughs> Little chunks. <All> right. <laughs> Little chunks, Meaning, it's true. So yeah, you don't play through the entire thing. You, no, you we didn't. You focus on those those parts. You know, those, those. We did it, up to nine, just yeah. the first section. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you break even yeah. in your practice session, little chunks, little goals. Yeah. I remember when I was a freshman at a university, <laughs> 
when I was a freshman <laughs> at Burger King, I mean, of course there's a university. When I was a freshman, uh, Otis Murphy, yeah. well, um, Dynamite Concert Saxophone, yes. stuff, teaches at the Jacob School in Indiana, yeah. uh, was a senior. And I would sit outside his practice room and listen. And and he would have like a battle plan, like in like I don't think he used the term little chunks. And if you've ever spoken to Otis, it's not really his vernacular. No, yeah, he's very thoughtful. But he serious. did that. Otis is little pieces, little little pieces, but <laughs> little would bits. have mapped out in his practice log yeah. what he was going to be working on, which yeah. little chunks, even if he wasn't calling it little yeah. chunks. Yeah. You know what I've been doing for in recent years on my Cocaine? music. No. Oh, no, sir, go ahead. <laughs> um, is I just put a little X in pencil in the margin next to the lines that are those those lines that have those impossible licks or the unfamiliar, the unfamiliar the licks. The things that I need to focus on because I don't need really to play from the top left to the bottom right of the movement. What I need to do to be efficient with my time is go right to those pieces and then work on them in little right. chunks. And because the thing is when you go to perform it, you don't want to just not mess up those licks. You want to be confident that you're not going to mess up those licks. And so you want to have gotten them right so many times right. that that little voice of doubt, you don't have that. Burn of course. It. Burn <laughs> it all down. Wally. Burn it goes it. on your shoulder. I call it the little Burning devil on my shoulder. Cleansing fire. <laughs> Look Wally. out. Look out, Sue, here it comes. So you, oh, yours doesn't tell you to burn things. No, it just, Oh, okay. It, it tells My, me neither, I'm going to uh, Neither does mine. <laughs> no. The bright light anyway. of cleansing fire. And then when I get really confident with a lick, I can erase the little X. It's okay, that sounds like very reassuring. stressful. Well, that's just, it's, it's really the equivalent of keeping a little notebook where right. you say, okay, measures seven so through ten or something. So instead of putting an X, something. what if you put a smiley face? Subconsciously, so then it's not a problem. Good. It's an opportunity. Okay, Wally, what book have you been reading? <laughs> All the books. <laughs> no, I mean, Yay. really, I have to play these psychological oh, tricks with yeah. myself because if yeah. I think it's going to be hard, then you you know you like you know you build yourself up and then. Well, the smiley know, face is a good idea. Yeah, I mean, like this is an opportunity to show what you've learned. <laughs> <laughs> my 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 teachers were very patient with me. <laughs> Like, oh, this is just so hard and it's so unidematic. It's not falling on It's a C major scale, Wally. <laughs> right? It's real weird. Yeah. So, okay. So marking out where the little chunks yeah, are, planning yeah. the little chunks, and then yeah. do your rhythmic hacking. And focus your practice on those places that, that really need right. the, the, the work. And I like to build confidence. Meaning, I firmly believe that you should get used to hearing yourself play it relaxed and well. Yeah. Which is why, even if I'm pushing the tempo... By the way, I was I have this habit of when I'm pushing something the, the metronome, I get faster, 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 faster. Yeah. And then I have this subconscious thing where I go, ah, push it. And I sing salt and pepper, push it. <laughs> I didn't realize I was doing this till one day. Because I hear it in my head. Oh, yeah. Whenever I'm like getting there, I was like, push it, push it, push actually it. Actually singing it. Well, the reason I know because I was in Tucson, Arizona. I was, I had this little, we had this cute little house off Dodge Boulevard in Tucson, Arizona, bad part of town. And I had a little practice room in there, and the, one of the houses was for my practice studio. And I was practicing. And then I, the reason I realized I was singing out loud as I pushed the tempo is because my wife bust out laughing. She'd come home and she knew I didn't know she was home because she like came in and she heard me like in the midst of blasting through whatever piece I was working right. on. And so she's just kind of sitting there watching me at the doorway and I, and I stopped and I went, push it. And she bust out laughing and she looked at me and she said, I know you thought you were alone. 
<laughs> Meaning like, because I'm a ham. I'll do it like it's to make her laugh. so great. And I realized like, oh, I hear, I hear that in my mind when I push the metronome. That's so, great, yeah. Yeah, so even when you're pushing the metronome, what I like to do with, there was a point to all the salt and pepper. Even if you <laughs> ah, push it. Okay, so hopefully we don't have to play royalties to salt and pepper. <laughs> then I like to back it off and play it relaxed. So the last yeah. thing I do in the section, I hear myself yes. play it correctly and relaxed. And I, yes. And I just kind of massage that into my subconscious mind that, that this is, is so easy and relaxed. I always, the last time I always go back to doing it in a slow tempo, thinking more about playing with a good sound and good intonation and um, not worrying about the fingers so much. Oh, you do right. that too. I do. Well, it's funny. Yeah. And so also, I just want to enjoy it the last time I play before yeah. I move on. I yeah. don't want the last thing in my ears and the sensation in my body is that hanging on for dear life as I ah, push it. <laughs> push it real it's good. It's going to cost you uh, if you keep uh, singing uh, that, Lolly. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> okay. So get used to hearing yourself play, right? So when I pull out, say, for instance, uh, Dear Nella. He doesn't listen to the podcast, so but oh, maybe I'll have him listen. He, he to feels this one. very special, <laughs> Noah. So, he is very special. He's so a great instead of student. pulling it out, putting it up a tempo, then immediately play it wrong a couple times before we fix it. I like to start the practice session slower, half tempo with rhythmic hacking. So the first time I play it up to tempo, it's clean and wonderful and nice. Yeah, and then I get used to hearing myself playing it relaxed. Well, and imagine if when you're practicing, if you never play a lick wrong. I mean, if mm -hmm. you never play the wrong notes and you never play it out of tune, never play it with a bad sound, what are the chances when you get on stage that it's going to sound bad? Pretty small. Yeah. I mean, it's possible, but it's unlikely if you've always practiced it sounding good. It's probably going to sound good. So we should do Imagine that. Imagine all the <laughs> phrases. Yeah. Sounding oh, so oh, Wait, wait, wait. No, too oh, much, no. too much. Oh, God, the royalties. Oh, oh no. God. Yeah. yeah. So there. Rhythmic so hacking and hacking. little chunks. Little chunks. And, and then we both, uh, I never even knew you did this too. At the end of the practice session, we slow it down to hear ourselves and yep. make it feel good. Yeah. Number three. <gasps> we we could sing another song with the-, the Time. <laughs> I was going to sing do, time do not, after time. I was going to time. Okay, we're, we're going to suit it to oblivion. Yeah, yeah, stop. We got to stop. <laughs> we don't have the budget. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> all the people are face palming out yeah, there. They're this like, oh my episode's God. getting taken right now. What are these two drinking in their tea today? It's, it's uh, uh, wait. Turmeric. Uh, I think I've got um, orange spice. <laughs> <laughs> the spice is meth. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, I didn't tell you that. Okay. So, okay, uh, time, time, meaning not time, time with the metronome. Right. But what do we mean, time? We need time. We mean like, Time, as in weeks, possibly months, right. not, days, not for sure. Not wristwatch. Yeah, you're not going to get that lick today. Right. Maybe not tomorrow. Right. And here's the hard truth. Maybe not that week before your lesson. Maybe not. And that's okay. I've had teachers that were seemed disappointed when I didn't have something up to tempo when I brought yep. it in one week later. And I always thought I'd rather have it clean and relaxed and make Professor Poo Poo Pants unhappy <laughs> than me to yeah. wreck my sanity and my fingers. And this is assuming, and I was a very diligent student because, yeah. I mean, frankly, I loved practicing more than merely anything. So, yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't that I was putting the work. Yeah. I don't like to push things faster than I can learn them. Right. And so I've had some person like, oh, you need to have that faster. It's not faster yet, Dr. Poo Poo yeah. Pants. Sorry. <laughs> I usually say don't play things faster than you can 
Yeah. <laughs> Don't play things faster than you right. can play them well. Which means in a week, you could <laughs> Just, work your butt off two yep. hours a day. And yep. if it's not up to tempo, regardless of whatever Captain Poo Poo Pants teacher has <laughs> marked on there, you tell them, I did work. I feel good about the yeah. work I did. It's not up to tempo. And that's okay. Yep. Meaning, so let's take a failing etude. Yeah. The devil one. But the part, the part that is so tough is that. I'm pretty impressed that you can even sing that. Yeah, so it's got the, it's low C. And it goes up the octave and it's fast and it's all articulated. I will maintain that you're not going to get that in a week. You may not get it at tempo in two weeks. Some things need time to simmer. Yep. You gotta, you, you can't rush it. You can't rush a chili, Sue. Nope. The beans have to soak up the good stuff. Right. And that's not a metaphor or a euphemism. That's like literally <laughs> that's the beans. Literally truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have to soak up and soften. They gotta get softened and they gotta get all that nice right, flavor in them. And then the, the, the fibrous kind of, <laughs> it makes everything better. And, and the onions have to, you know. Oh so, my goodness. <laughs> oh, I want some chili now. So. Oh, and shout outs to not a podcast listener, but there's a saxophonist named Neil Osterkamp. Oh, Neil he's, Osterkamp. You know Neil? Yeah. Great guy. I think he's yeah. living in like Missouri now. Okay, awesome. Uh, he made the best chili I've ever had. And you know what it was, the secret ingredient? No. I think it was cumin seeds. Is that a thing? Mm, sure. No, cumin seeds? It was some kind of sea. Someone's shouting at like Coriander? you moron. No. I don't know. You know what? I've already right, forgotten. Cumin. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't cumin. No, it was oh. something seeds. Corey, I don't know. Okay. Uh, if someone knows Neil Osterkamp, write him and get his recipe for chili. Yeah. It was the best chili I've ever tasted in my life. Wow. It, it came from did a he, saxophonist. I was going to say, did he, was it at one of those like chili parties? It was. At UNCG? Yeah. It was awesome. amazing. Yeah. We don't name the university because I'm still paying loans. Okay. Okay. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. But you, the chili, you can't rush a chili. Yeah. There's no secret to the pros that's going to make a chili. You need time. And practices like that too. You could, it's not going to help to practice five hours today and five hours tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, maybe it helps. I don't know. But it's, you're, it's uh, we'll, just gonna, <laughs> We'll never know. I'm not going to practice yeah. that much. <laughs> and I will hurt myself if I do that. But right. it will, you know, over time, you know, and it's a lot of these things that we've talked about. Actually, time is, is of the essence, you know, all of those finger exercises that you do to make sure that your fingers aren't flying far away from the keys. They don't, they don't produce great results in a week or a month, but over years, yes. wow, really transformative to your technique and your tone and everything. So in warm-ups that you do, vibrato exercises, they don't fix your playing today. But it takes if, time. It takes time. And yeah. uh, going back to the fantastic book, uh, Atomic Habits, yeah, James Clear writes that if you, with good habits, time is your ally. With yeah. bad habits, time is your enemy. Yes. And so you think if you're doing these, if you're doing your little chunks, yeah, you're doing your rhythmic hacking, and you do it diligently and a little bit of practice each day. Have I talking about talked about broken window theory with you? Broken window theory does not sound familiar. No, okay, I'll say that someone yeah. on the pack, some uh, some listeners like Jesus. Well, shut up about that. <laughs> I I don't know when the last time I talked about it, but anyway, it's it's um <clears throat> I think of practicing and staying with the habit of doing a little bit, even if it's just getting on your horn, doing your vibrato exercises. Yeah or your exercise zero for my students yeah. every day. Yeah. it's It just trains you into the, I'm the kind of person that plays a little bit every day. Then time becomes your ally. Yes. And these things we're talking about, um, three months from now, you will start to see it. So um, broken window theory, it's a crime theory um, that is basically, um, 
in a neighborhood, uh, visible signs of crime beget visible signs of crime. Oh, I do know this theory. Yeah, go yeah, for it. I think yeah, I've, yeah, 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 so yeah. Like, we haven't yeah, talked about it. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, so yeah. basically if you, if we do this our practice, if we, no matter what it is that day, you don't let a single broken window go unanswered. Otherwise the community starts to see of it as, a, as the kind of place where crime is. Yeah. Is, is possible, inevitable, and acceptable. So the broken wind theory is, is you keep it looking like this. So your own practice. So every day you can, you yeah. get your horn, you do these things, yeah. then time becomes your ally. Yeah. And if, if I have, if I just do 10 or 15 minutes of a really nice, proper warm-up, play through a couple of my reads, and that's all the time I have, that that is better than nothing. It and it really, it's the habit mm-hmm. that I took the horn out and I played. And also it just... Keeps my embouchure in shape, just even that little bit. So right, that, and then time, know, time is so, your ally. Yes. So same with that, uh, I can't remember if it's number two or four, the A2, that whole. <laughs> I don't remember which number that is, Wally. Right, I think it's I'm number four. I'm going to go four. look in the book. Okay. It's two or yeah. four. It's yeah. one of the minor ones, obviously. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I will say that you can't, you're not going to get that up the tempo in one week. And if you try, it's going to be sloppy. It's going to sound terrible. You're probably going to end up hurting yourself and developing yeah. bad habits to make it happen. Yeah. But time is your ally. So sometimes- yeah. You will not get in a practice session. And sometimes I know as a student, those are, there's a lot of our listeners that are college students yeah. that are majoring in music. There's a lot of pressure to get those to up to get tempo done in a week. week. Yeah. And so I really think there's there's a lot of evidence going to your, your professor, uh, Professor Poo Poo Pants, <laughs> and looking at them in the eye and say, like, you know, I work diligently every day. It's not up to tempo, but I'm proud of the work I did. And then you go, yeah. here's what I got. And play it with a good sound. <laughs> Push it. <Yeah. laughs> then you go in there and you do your salt and pepper dance routine. Yeah. Yeah. And then they'll ask you uh, politely but firmly to leave. Um, It's a little bit of a tangent, but have you what? noticed? I know us. What? Um, Have you noticed, you know, I'm thinking about that broken glass um, theory. If you have broken you, window. Broken window theory. Have you noticed that the same thing applies to like a beautifully organized closet in your home? I have no idea what that would be. <laughs> or a beautifully organized- um, Sex phone case. Sex phone case or a beautifully organized dresser or right. a beautifully organized spice It's right, cabinet. because if, the thing if, is out of place, If people it start looks- putting a couple of things out of place, the whole sense of order is gone, and then it just spirals downhill. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's the same thing with your practice. And so yeah. time becomes an ally when you adopt like the broken yeah. window theory to your own practice life. Yeah. So give yourself time. Yeah. And more time than you maybe you think you need. Some some yeah. phrases. I've also played pieces that it didn't get where I wanted in the month, but then six months digesting it, working yeah. on those slowly, do the hacking, then yeah, it'll work. Yeah. That's okay. We learn at the speed that we're capable of, not yeah. the speed that our peers do. You know what just occurred to me, Wally? That we drive on a parkway and park on a driveway. <laughs> oh my gosh. You drive. Or that the second hand on the clock is really the third. <laughs> is that what you were thinking? How, how many times must uh, a man walk alone? <laughs> Wally, what the heck? I don't know. I've had way too much of this, this meth tea. <laughs> it's something something's in that turmeric, man. Yeah, it is. I'm feeling real I was just thinking about how we play pieces one time. Oh. And then we move on. And it's like, wouldn't it be nice to like settle or have a repertoire of pieces that you play over and over and over? Maybe, maybe string players do that more than we do. They do. We just, you know, always learning a new piece. And then, you know, I realize now I'm doing a, a repeat recital of, of a program that I did last year. How nice it is to come back and play the same program. And it's like, oh yeah, some of those licks that 
uh, I got them, but they were sort of on the edge last right. time I played the program. Now it's like, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to jinx myself. I'm going to knock on wood. Uh, but they feel more comfortable now because there's been time. Enough time. There's been time. And I've continued practicing the pieces uh-huh. between the recitals. And I mean, the time thing is true. And it's, we're not just saying that it's actually true. <laughs> it is. So I'm uh, and talking about that coming back and back and back. And you're a different <gasps> person than each time oh, yeah, you go there. Too. So I had a rehearsal this morning with my band, the Sonnenots. And it was a drummerless rehearsal, which makes it just really relaxing. They smell better. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I love my drummer. He's a great guy. But anyway, so it's me and the bass player and the guitar player. We got together. Uh, oh, this nice. cool little apartment downtown. It was, yeah. I just felt like a college kid. It was oh, great. Oh, it's so fun. So I left my gated community, you know. And nice. I was like, you had oh. to pack up your instrument again and make sure you had reeds and an extra. I, I had everything I needed. Good for you. Did you have a pencil? the nearly final prototype of my <gasps> ligature, oh. the Hyperion. It is amazing. It looks so beautiful now in the new finish. Can't wait. Anyway, so we got there rehearsal, <laughs> and we're working on uh, this very fun arrangement of Groove and High. We're making Groove and High. Oh, with fun. this cool, like, Space Invaders um, interludes. And because, I mean. Why not? Yeah, why not? It's on a yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, but we got these really cool, like, video game sci-fi, like, interludes and intro. And, but I've played, I've always fell in love with the, the tune Groove and High. I, I obviously love the way Charlie Parker plays it. Yeah. Dizzy Gillespie. But there's an old record. There's not enough one of me albums of Stan Getz playing it. It's I no would way. bet even the biggest Stan Getz fans have probably never heard this. And it was on an unreleased record that I bought at a used record store a million years ago. And I just loved it. It was super relaxed. And it was just so swinging and good. It didn't even sound like the the full Stan Getz sound. It was just yeah. swinging and endearing. It didn't feel ah. self-conscious. Mm-hmm. Meaning that, like, hey, everyone's played this tune, so now how am I going to make it clever? Or right. it was just so swinging and great. And I fell in love, and I played it in college when I was just a classical nerd. I played it, you know, this tune is a tune. Keep revisiting, keep calling anytime yeah. you're in the rhythm section. And this time it was, something's clicked. You know, 20 plus years after yeah. I was seriously digging into the changes for the first time. Because like you with this, you know, this recital with the Angry Retson duo concerto. Yeah. I just needed some time yeah. to digest the language that I was hearing and feeling. And yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Time, time is an ally. Take time. If you got to get habits. Yeah. And then the fourth, and this is really important. It's something I forget about. So we're, let's remember I, And the I don't topic. always do this, but yeah, you it, do. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, oh, my God. I do it sometimes. No one but... knows whether you're lying or oh, not. Okay. Just, just for the sake of <laughs> I so, always okay. do this with the most difficult licks. <laughs> so we got that nightmarish measure. <laughs> yes. Okay. We got that yep. nightmarish part. We've done the rhythmic hacking. We've done little chunks. Yep. We've given it time. What's another thing that can really help nail that thing? Another thing that will help to nail that thing down is to memorize it and play it from memory. And I'll bet if you've done all those other things a bunch, you probably have it memorized anyway. Right. <laughs> but, okay, yeah. So why is, why is memorization so wonderful for learning those impossible measures? I think part of it's because you don't even need the music with you and you can practice it because you've got it memorized. But also you're really building up that muscle memory and you're getting like the eyes and the brain out of it in a way. It is. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. And you can close your eyes. Yeah. And, um, and really feel how it feels in the hands and listen to the intervals really carefully because you're not distracted by looking at the notes. Right. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, look, this, that's my practice enough behind you. If you look right behind you, what do you see right there? Is A mirror. A mirror. A full length oh, mirror. Oh, look so at that. So I put on a fan. 
Yeah. And I and I just let my hair blow. And I <laughs> That's just, great. <laughs> oh, I'm actually singing. Oh, there's another there's another uh, copyright flag. Okay. Yeah. So once it's memorized and I don't have to look at the music, I can look in the mirror and yeah. watch my fingers, my posture, yes. my hand and arm position. Any kind of like flapping of elbows and <laughs> things like that. <laughs> yeah. So then I find I really like once I have that, then I, the mirror work is really helpful. And yeah. if it's memorized, mirror work is so much more helpful. Or if you're reading yeah. music off the page. You it's know. hard to look at yourself in the mirror and look at the music. It does. <laughs> the other thing I like to do is when something's memorized and I'm working on it is just, well, I mean, I, I built my practice of mirror so I can look over the, yeah, the woods. Yeah, you trees and yeah, yeah look you can at look it, out. Look at it. The, normally I can't see my neighbors, but all the trees, all the leaves have fallen off the trees so I can see my stupid you neighbors. Know, at Northwestern, you could be in the practice room <gasps> and look out over Lake, Lake Michigan. Michigan. Oh, so awesome. I was there at a saxophone conference. This is probably the late 90s. Probably. Oh, late 90s. Yeah. Probably would have been yep. around 1998. Yep. Uh, North American Saxophone Alliance. Yep. And I remember going to practice one evening, went to the little lounge area. And so you saw the black pool of Lake Michigan at night. You see the Chicago skyline yeah. lit up over Lake Michigan. It so was breathtaking. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I have to think like having that in your visual cortex of your brain rather yeah. than looking at the sheet music. Yeah. You know, you can look at inspiring yeah. things. But that will help you if you memorize it because you'll really make sure you're listening to those intervals and what the notes actually are. Yes. Yeah. And then your ear will help you because we do actually play by ear to some extent once we really know a piece, right? We do. The, the, the notes really are a reminder. It. Yeah. They're little, like, it's like a little comfort blanket. Yeah. A little security blanket little security on stage. Blanket. A little security yeah. blanket. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of times we're not reading, it's just there is a security. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like a, it's like a, 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 a reminder. A, a whoopee for your stand. <laughs> Do your, do your kid ever, they use a whoopee? Did you no. call it a whoopee? No. We had these little whoobies, these little mini blankets with like uh, an animal head sewn. It sounded creepy the way I said it. It's like a, <laughs> an animal head sewn onto it. <laughs> it's like a stuffed animal, but its body's a blanket. Yeah. So it's a little bear. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. like uh, Finley had to have the whoopee to sleep. Yeah. And so we would, we, we brought like several of them. And so we, we had just, just chuck them in the crib. Oh, so yeah. Ever, you got to have a lot of The way those. he turned, he could find a whoopee. Oh, we had this one special pink blankie. It had oh. to go everywhere we traveled to. We were terrified that we would forget it. <laughs> That's why we bought multiple whoopies. Yeah. <laughs> multiple whoopies. So your music, once you have the music learned, it's, it's, you're not reading it. It's a whoopee. Yeah, it's a reminder. It's a whoopee. <laughs> I think we started the word whoopee from Mr. Mom. <laughs> Aww. With uh, remember that, that movie? I remember that it's movie. Fantastic, yeah. Michael Keaton. Aww, yeah, yeah. it's great. Aww. So yeah, memorize and just use your music as a whoopee. Yep. And that's uh, <laughs> that's what we've got for learning impossible music. <laughs> yeah, and it, if if that doesn't work, well, then you're on your own. <laughs> you let us know if you, you find any other suggestions. And then maybe the only other thing I think of is, is maybe some of this fantastic turmeric tea. <laughs> that is just uh, making me feel real good. Yes. Yeah. A little bit itchy, but real good. So if you've got a tip on how to play the impossible, oh, you know what I'd like to hear from Pete, from the listener? What? What is the hardest thing they've ever, what is that impossible measure yeah. for them? Yeah. And if you're a, a, a teacher or a fancy yeah. pants college professor, yeah. what is the measure that every time a student brings in, you just know, like looking at that, like they're going to bone this up. <laughs> Like those I, are the stumbling man. Measures. I gotta tell you, like <laughs> even if like even if you like you know because a good teacher sets up their students for success. Whatever, Larry. Yeah. But you know, so like even when I was like giving my students tableau de Provence, I would say like, all right, in these measures, use these alternate fingers, and like still, 
yep. still bringing it. And like, I, I think I quit teaching that piece because I was like, I'm so tired of hearing people crash and burn on that. On that same, like, yeah. yeah. Right. And I just, so like. Well, I think it's also kind of nice to tell the student, well, if it makes you feel any better, every single person who's ever played this piece no, has had to work no, really them, hard on I don't want measures. them to feel okay about that. I oh. want them to have serious <laughs> existential dread when they get to the measure that they're feeling themselves, they're feeling the composer, they're feeling our art form, and they're feeling me as their teacher. <laughs> Unacceptable. And then I'll Poor play kids. mental games. I'll say like, oh, you God. know, you're the only person that's really messed that up, Larry. <laughs> That's easy for everybody yeah, else. Yeah, like you no. should have you should have heard Jenny in here last week. It sounded like she wrote the damn thing. And here you can't even play this in half tempo. Whoa, Wally. Go to the registrar's office and have a hard look at some other majors. You're poor students. Oh, I mean, no, no I was. <laughs> Luckily, I know you're kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm very much the other way. Yeah, you know, know. it's like, Me hey, too. get this right in a buck 50. <laughs> get a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't a career. Let's have some fun. <laughs> we may as well have some yeah. fun. Yeah. So if you're a fancy pants music teacher, uh, what is that measure or that that line, that phrase? Yeah. If you're a student, what is that line of phrase that's given you nightmares? Yeah. And if you know the thing that we're talking about, the Fairling Etude, because I don't have it in front of me. Let us know which number it is. <laughs> so get practicing, everyone. Yep. Uh, make sure you repair the broken windows in your practice routine. <laughs> Organize your closet. There you go. Get some methamphetamine in your tea. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Have fun, everybody. And uh, go, go practice. practice.